Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. prayer because it's fasting and prayer not just prayer or not just fasting and yesterday I was yeah yesterday I said that if we are fasting then why are we meeting here because you are broken your fast many many people many people about a greater percentage have broken their fast already. Many people. So technically, you are, you, are, you are supposed to break your fast, let's say after six. You broke your fast, then we are here. Because you finished fasting. So then it should, we shouldn't be here because almost all of us here now, at this moment, are not fasting. If we throw apples, everybody will cry and start eating right now. <laughs> so then, why do, I do, why do we meet? It's because... It's a season of fasting and we all gather to pray. Right? So it's the praying and the prayer aspect in our fasting that makes it our fasting supernatural and spiritual. And when we gather, it's not only the corporate prayer, but when you are praying, you should, when you are fasting, you should find time to pray as well. Now, it's in, so then it's important to, this are, these are prayer meetings, not really teaching service. But every meeting is supposed to have preaching and teaching for the people of God. However, the main purpose is prayer service. Like when usually when we meet for praise night, it's really to come and praise, praise God, sing songs of praise and thanksgiving and appreciation to God. So this is prayer meeting. So, but it's important to also teach on prayer. So people who have attended the prayer meeting have gotten something deeper about prayer and better about prayer to enhance their prayer life both privately and corporately. Does that make sense? So it's, it's important and I spoke about how, I think we should read the Bible before I go on. Let's look at um, Exodus chapter 12 verse 21. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. Verse 23. For the Lord will pass, pass through, through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel, upon the lintel, uh, and when he sees the blood upon the end, on the two, two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. And will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto the houses to smite you. Verse 23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood, the blood, the blood 
upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. Say, the Lord will pass over. Say it again. Say it again. Father, what we are not, make us. Who we are not, where we are not, take us. What we don't know, teach us. To the glory of your name. Holy Spirit, help us to assimilate, to take in your word, to change our stories. In Jesus' name, amen. He said that for the Lord who passed through the land, smite the Egyptian, and when he sees the blood upon the lintel and the, and, and the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. Let's all say, the Lord will pass over the door. Please say it again. Can I hear ladies say it, please? Ladies, can you say it louder, please? Can I hear the gentleman say it? Say it again, please. Hallelujah. Oh, great. Shall we all say it then? The Lord will pass over the door. The Lord will pass over the door. I want to read um, another scripture for your hearing. And then we will move on from there. The Bible actually says categorically that Jesus Christ is our, our Passover. Hallelujah. Say, Jesus is my Passover. Say it again. Say it for the last time, please. First Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 is the purge out there for the old living that ye may be a new lamp as ye are unliving. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Christ our Passover. Say Christ our Passover. Please say it again. So you see in Exodus we read today our reading is Exodus chapter 12. We read that God said when I see the blood upon the house, when the blood, you put the blood on the lintel and the two disciples, when I see the blood, I will pass over and destruction can never touch anyone within the house. And that became an ordinance for the people of God over the years and they celebrated Passover once a year. And so Passover is actually a statement that means I will pass over. And now we Christians, the Bible says that Christ is our Passover. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout Christ our, Christ our Passover. Now I taught from Matthew chapter, chapter 6 that Jesus said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. But go into your closet and the Father who sits in secret, not in private, who sits in secret will reward you openly. Then he talks about, pray, verse 9, after this manner, therefore pray, Father who art in heaven. And, and then I said from Monday, those who are few are not here, that a Christian prayer, all, all religious people pray. All religions pray. And many religious leaders like Muhammad, Buddha, <coughs> excuse me, and the rest, they taught their followers to pray. So all religions pray. There's someone will say, why don't, okay, since you are practicing religion, 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 let's all come together and pray. 
but it's not possible for me to pray with a Buddhist, pray with a Muslim. We can't pray because Christian prayers are different from all other religions. On what grounds? The Christian prayer, what makes our prayers different from all other religions is the Christ. The Christ in our prayers. So the Christ in our prayers make our prayers very different. The Christ in our baptism make our baptism different. The Christ in our Christianity is what makes Christianity different from every other religion. No other religion has Christ. Some religion will say they even have Jesus, but they don't have Christ. They don't have, the Jesus they have is not Jesus Christ. Islam said they also believe in, believe Jesus is a prophet. That Jesus is not Jesus Christ. What makes Christianity different? Christ, Christianity, Christ, is the Christ. And now Christ, when we talk about Christ in our prayers, five things that make the, the Christ in our prayers make our prayers different. I spoke about number one, the teachings of Christ. Number two, the examples of Christ. Number three, the blood of Christ. Number four, the intercession of Christ. And number five, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the, the teachings, the examples, the blood, the intercession, and the name of Christ. No religion has this in their prayers. That's what makes our prayers different. And I spoke about the teachings of Christ. He taught us how to pray and what to pray for. He taught us to pray with sincerity. He taught us to pray with simplicity. He taught us to pray with humility. He taught us to pray with intensity. He taught us to pray with tenacity. He taught us to pray with charity. And he taught us to pray with unanimity. Five, seven ways he taught us to pray. He didn't only teach us how to pray. He also taught us what to pray for. He taught us to pray for people, for others. What did he say? We should pray for others. We should pray for the sick. We should pray for those who are afflicted to be delivered. We should pray for uh, missionaries and we should pray for our enemies. And then he also taught us not only to pray for others, but we should pray for ourselves. What did he teach us to pray for ourselves? Uh, he taught us that we should pray that give us this day our daily bread. And then he, saw he should also supply for us. So he taught us to pray for uh, our clothing or housing. You can put in housing or covering our material Needs. He also taught us to pray for forgiveness of sins. You have to always learn how to ask for forgiveness. And he also taught us to pray not only for forgiveness of sins, but to deliver us from temptation. It's important that we pray that Lord lead me not into, let me not fall into temptation. Some of us, you haven't been able to overcome it because you haven't tackled it in prayer. Pray about that situation. Pray about that fornicative tendencies. Pray about that bitterness feelings you've been having, which you know is toxic for your health and safety and spiritual rising. Pray about it. Don't think, okay, I will, I will be God. Pray before you attempt to obey God. Pray for grace to obey. So we also, that he taught us to also pray to be filled with the spirit. Pray for strength to do his will. Say, doing the will of the father. And he also didn't, so he taught us to pray for others. He taught us, we should, he, he taught us to pray for others, taught us to pray for ourselves, and taught us to pray for God, that the will of God will be done, that God's name will be hallowed, that God's kingdom will come, that God's purpose will stand. He taught us to pray about these things. 
All right. So we have we spoke about the teachings of prayer of, of Jesus and, and then the examples of Jesus. He prayed wherever he was. He was always praying. He did he, prayer should not be uh, uh, um, mastering uh, techniques or mastering mechanism by practicing the presence of God. You are not mastering something. Okay, this is what I should do. No, but you practice the presence. So we don't. We never saw in the scriptures particular times Jesus prayed. Like he had a pattern. Every 6 a.m. he was praying. Or every midday he was praying. No, we didn't see. Because he didn't have a particular time praying. He was always praying. Any time. Any time that calls for that. It was a lifestyle. And so the, the believers, we learn. We should learn to make prayer our lifestyle. Very important. And one of the things I said about the uniqueness of, uh, of the Christian prayer, before I even talk about the Jesus one, I, for those who are not here, I spoke about how the Christian prayer, what makes it unique is Jesus taught us to pray that God is our Father. We, have, we don't pray just to a God somewhere. We pray to Father. No religion prays to Father. We pray to Father. And then we also have faith. We pray by faith. Faith is in our prayer. Then the Christ and the Christ teachings, examples. And today... We're talking about the third thing that makes our, about Christ, that makes our prayer, Christian prayer unique, is the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood of, the, of Christ. The blood, someone say the blood of Christ. In what way does the blood of Christ give us an advantage in our prayer life? It'll make our prayer very unique and different. The Bible says that I think first John chapter one, verse seven, verse eight, verse nine. I think it would be nice if we read it out from the screen, if you don't mind. Can you see it from the screen? Is it on the screen? All right. Shall we all read it together? Let's go. As he is in the light. We have fellowship one with one another and the blood of Jesus. Let's read the last statement from the end. Let's go. I can't hear that. One more time. This one looks like a spiritual bar of soap. There are places when you are going, you have to at least get yourself presentable. How many of you know that God is a holy God? It's a problem now. And you are trying to pray. You. Look at the way you've been lying throughout the week. Look at the, at the amount of something you have watched. <laughs> Look at the amount of imagine the, the kind of strange ideas that have been passing. You've been, you've been nurturing. And then you are going to pray to God. You? How can you present yourself like that? You better go back. <laughs> you, you better go back. When you jump out of bed, because your neighbor said something, something is around you, they need your help. You jump out of bed, you quickly have to get yourself presentable. Many, many, many of our ladies, quickly they will go somewhere and pull something. Where? <laughs> they, because you can't present yourself anyhow every time so when you are praying we have a problem god is a holy god 
and you are appearing before God, how are you going to appear before him with little sin? So he says that, don't worry. The blood of Jesus Christ. Oh. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and sin. The truth is not there. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all right. What does he use to cleanse us from all righteousness? The blood. So that's one powerful thing we have in our present, presenting ourselves before God as believers. We have the blood. Say we've got the blood. Say we've got the blood. Blood to apply. Because who? Can I say something? Revelation chapter 12 there was a there was war in heaven from verse 7. It's very interesting. Verse 7. And war broke out. Did you see that? Did you see that? This is interesting. It said, and war broke out in heaven. Hey! <laughs> yeah. And war broke out. In. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. Did you see that? So it's like there was battle between heaven and earth. The angels of God were involved. The demons were involved. The devil was involved. And what you don't, you have to understand here, this is real. What you got to understand is not only the demons who are fighting or the angels of God who are fighting, not only heaven and heaven that were fighting. Look at the next verse. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Talking about the, the devils. Let's go to the next verse. So the great dragon was cut out, cast out, that old serpent, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10, we're going to verse 11. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the king of God and the, and the power of his Christ has come for the accuser of the brethren who accused them the brethren accused the brethren here is the Christians the believers who accused them before our God day and night have been cast down so who are the devils talking about the believers the, the accuser of the brethren who are the brethren the believers not the angels. Angels are not brethren. We are the brethren. Okay. The accuser of the brethren. So the enemy who has been accusing us finally. See, oh, you see the other time. He, he, he jumped on the bus. He didn't pay. God, you can't answer his prayer. <laughs> he was arguing with his, his wife. And he, he wasn't a nice person. You can't answer his prayer. Yeah. He was watching some things online. God, you can't answer this prayer. He must fail for the inter must fail that interview. Hey. He didn't give his tithe. God, you can't give him a, 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 a promotion at work. <laughs> the angels stand there. They said, God, he has not paid his build me a house. God, yeah. I said, the devil is saying, he hasn't paid his build me a house. He hasn't paid. Don't hear him. Don't hear of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Answer only half his prayers because he has paid only half. 
don't let any promotion come his way again or away because he stopped singing in the choir. So there is always this accuser who is accusing the brethren day and night. He stands before God and says, when the pastor prays, I know Jesus and I know Pastor David. I know you have anointed but when he prays, let his prayer not work for this lady. Let his prayer not work for this gentleman because he has been speaking negatively about your, your man of God. You see why you need blood? <laughs> so there's, wherever you turn, it looks like there is a church that can find you. Because this one has an attitude. The other time he was very upset with his mom. Very upset with the thoughts that came to your mind. The last full tendency that came. There is something that can catch you one way or the other. And the accuser of the brethren stands before God day and night to accuse them. Most of us think Satan is in hell. No, he's in heaven. He said with Ephesians chapter 6, for he wrestled not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness, against ritual wickedness. They are in the heavenly, not in the hell places, heavenly places. <laughs> so when you are coming to, watch this, this is what, when you are coming to pray and you come with the blood, you, you receive atonement, you receive covering, you receive cleansing. You receive acceptance. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Because of the blood. Let us come boldly before the throne. That we may obtain grace to help in time of. We obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so the blood gives us access but not just the access we need and the cleansing and acceptance we need when you are praying you have you as i taught you the other time christian prayer is not private christian prayer is not private as soon as you start praying the list is full you god the father god the son god the holy spirit but that's not even that alone because satan also gets interested when you are praying so he also come he doesn't come alone. He also comes with devils. So the crowd and then the angels of God are, God, God are also there. That's what I think was playing out here in this prayer. And not just that, the saints of old, their Bible says, in the, the Bible says, being surrounded with great cloud of witnesses. They are witnesses. They are also present. And then where two or three are gathered in my name. When you begin to agree with other people. So Christian prayer is not. Jesus never said go into your privacy. He said enter into your room. And God who sees in secret not in private. So the Christ, Christian prayer is always a prayer in a company. That's what distinguishes our prayers from all the other prayers. Now and so when we, we you, you begin to pray. You have been accepted because of the blood. The blood cleanses you. But that's not enough. Because now you are faced with these demonic entities. In the heavenly places. Who are also now evil that begins to fight against you. God has accepted you. But evil is fighting against you. 
And you, he said, we pray that our hand, the God, the hand of our God will be upon us. And he said, the king, we ask the king to give us some soldiers and help so we can get safe passage. You are going into the heavenlies and you are a, a natural entity and there are wickedness and rulers in the heavenly places that are set out against you. You need some, oh, some covering, blood covering as you penetrate through the heavenlies to do warfare, to approach the presence of God in prayer. Shout the blood of Christ. So in Revelation chapter, chapter 12, verse 10 again, it says that, and I heard, let's go to verse 9. Verse 9, Esther. So the great dragon was cast out of, uh, cast out, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan, and uh, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren, who accuses the brethren before our God day and night, has been cast down. Look at the next verse. Them again. And they, the brethren... So you realize that the battles, that the war that broke out in heaven is not only the, in the spiritual entities. We have been drilled into it. And the brethren, the brethren, they overcame the devil by... Shout the blood of Jesus. They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to their death. What does that mean? Death, die, living was not their priority. Obeying God was their priority. So what it means is I will obey God even if I will die for obeying him. They, they prioritized obeying God to just having a, a soft life. They prioritize obeying God to having a boyfriend. They prioritize obeying God to having a girlfriend. So this is what it means. If this girl, this relationship or this friendship with these other people and I feel accepted in them and it makes you feel good. If that is going to interfere with my work with Christ, with my work with God, then I am willing to lose that thing just for me to walk in obedience. Those who walk in obedience, it is they who have the blood working for them. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. How do you use the blood to overcome? The, 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 this is how we overcome the devil. By personally, by personally testifying with the word of God or testifying against the devil or to the devil to a situation, what the word of God has said the blood of Christ has done for us. Did you say that? Testifying it. Making it out. Speaking. Testifying of what the word of God says about what the blood of Christ has done for us. Testify. It brings you victory. Hallelujah. Amen. They overcame him by the blood. So, in Exodus, he said that 
let me, before I go to Exodus, First Peter chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. First Peter 1, 1 and 2. It says that Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the, of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience for the for, sorry for obedience and sprinkling of the blood. Do you see where obedience comes? Obedience and sprinkling. Don't separate the two. You only enjoy the quality, the best benefits of the blood when you are walking in obedience. You are walking in the will of for the obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. We use the blood. We use the blood. He shed his blood for us. So we can have access to God. Amen. In fact, he, in Hebrews chapter 10, I think verse 19. Ah, that's a nice scripture. He said, we have a living way. He said, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holies by the blood. How do we go there? But we come by the blood. In a new and a living way. Wow. <laughs> it's a way that is alive. He said, by a new and a living way which Christ consecrated for us through the veil that is through his flesh. When he gave us his flesh, he gave us access into God's presence by his blood. And secondly, we, the blood now is our hours to use. The blood of the Passover. The Passover. The Passover. You know, today we are reading, when I see the blood, our Passover. It took the blood for them to come out of Egypt. That's the last thing. As soon as they slaughtered the lamb and they applied the blood. But the secret about the blood, this is why we are going to take communion today. You got to listen to this very carefully. In Exodus chapter, chapter 12 verse 21. Easy to remember. Just flip it over. Exodus chapter 12 verse 21. It said, it said this is very interesting. Moses called the, all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. What for? Look at the next verse. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop. Hyssop is something very common, ordinary. You can get it. Everybody can get it. Hyssop. Dip it in the blood that is in the basin. Oh. I found out that the blood, it's not, the blood in the basin won't work for you. If you don't apply it, you can have a bowl, a basin of blood in your house. You can have it there, but it won't work unless it is applied. Many Christians have basins of blood. It got to be applied. It got to be applied. It's the applied blood that works. Not the blood in the basin. It's the applied blood. It's the applied. He said, take it and apply. Put the blood on the lintel. That's the essence of communion. So you see, I'm combining just purely talking about the blood and talking about prayer. When you apply the blood, the blood brings victories. The blood break. So in our prayers, we go in the blood of the of the lamb. When Satan sees you come, he says, Ah, demons, let's get ready. We are going to bash and beat up this one. Then he sees that. No, no, no. Who is that coming? Ah, this one has blood on it. Satan, take cover. Satan said, Demons, take cover. He's got blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. They loved not their life unto death. 
Obedience. Obedience and the sprinkling of the blood. Obedience unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Christ. For obedience and sprinkling of the blood. Show the blood! Show the blood! Hallelujah! Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more Spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.